0: The Piscatorial Podcast. It's been some crazy, crazy weather.
1: (laughs) I'm looking at, I'm looking out the window now, and I'm, I'm not shitting you. It's snowing. Are we allowed to swear?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You swear, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is snowing, Uh, and that's crazy, right? It's like, I think I don't know if you find it, but I find with the fishing, it's, it's when the temperatures are up and down like this. I always find it a little bit tricky.
0: Yeah, yeah. You never know. You can't second guess the fish. You know, so like, yeah. usually you get like oh, a run of hot hot weather and you sort of get an idea where they might be. And then, you know, you get the occasional day where it's cold and you think, oh, that's not the one. But at the moment, it's like four seasons in a day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sun's out, but it's still been really cold out. and I was sitting in my mum and dad's garden. First yeah. time I've seen them in ages, actually. So that was really cool. Yeah, um,
0: it's, it's a weird one, mate, because... When you're indoors it's deceiving. I looked out earlier yeah, and the looks sun was right, out it? it looks beautiful. <laughs> Chucked all the fishing gear in the car and I was like, Baltic. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, but you, it's, it's but mad. You've
1: been doing all right though, you've been getting a few carp.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd have a little um a little go for the for the carb. Um just the odd odd night and that but yeah so with this it, it all spouted from the local fishing thing Do you know i'm yeah. quite fortunate really live in essex yeah. it's like the mecca of carp fishing in like the uk i'd say um and yeah. i've ignored them for so long that i thought it's about time that i go and have a have a look as a, as a all-round angler um it's it's a bit rude to sort of ignore one species just because you've done it solid for eight ten years or whatever so it was about time i went back and the same old rigs that I used before still work now, mm. and, and I clearly haven't. In fact, actually, I think I've come back as a better angler just for fishing on rivers where you might be in a different postcode to a fish instead of just a lake where they're all in there and you think, well, they're in here somewhere.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of people are saying that about being forced to fish locally, aren't they? They're, they're sort of discovering places that they, or, or reconnecting with places they used to fish and sort of almost. Forgetting what it is that they've got on their doorstep, you know, and it's given them the opportunity to fish them again.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I had a rubbish start. I'm um, the first one to say I had a rubbish start to the year. Um, mm. It's it's difficult when you're an all-round angler like ourselves. Yeah, you sort of you think right. I'm going to go and target perch this weekend, and if that doesn't work, you either go again the next weekend or you think right, actually, I might go for the chub. And then if that don't work and it's like suddenly you're starting chasing all these species and you're not actually getting anywhere with them. Do you, know, yeah. you, you get one good session and you think, well, I'm yeah. going ha- to hammer these until they stop feeding, do you know. But, you know, sometimes it's like I've got so much option um, yeah. that I don't know what one to go with.
1: Yeah. They've got a word for it. It's choice paralysis. We use yeah. it in where you've got too many too many options and you end up doing none of them or, or you just... It's the constant dilemma, isn't it? I sort of like... I look out the window and I kind of look at the conditions and then I sort of take it from there, I think, as to what I'm going to fish for. And I think at the moment, I look out the window and because the weather's so up and down, it's a bit confusing what I should be doing. But I always feel lost at this time of year a bit anyway. I don't know if you are. It's almost like when the river closes, I just sort of like, I don't know, it's like I lose my bearings a bit for a yeah, few weeks.
0: Yeah, I, I, I am exactly the same. It's a little bit that disappointment and then you just that that you want the rivers to open again and you're excited for them to open again and you think well, how am i going to fill my time yeah. is it usually it's tench for me but i haven't really got any local tench waters um yeah. i've got let down on a syndicate and this that and the other but you know I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying the carp fishing at the moment so i'm going to crack on with that in the spring i think and you know tench will be I there think, next year
1: i think that would be the ideal thing isn't it the the, the river's close, and you almost go straight into your tench fishing but it's been so cold. <laughs> mm, yeah, I've, I've I've had a couple of tent sessions. I have, uh, but but nothing's happened. Um, uh, Whether that's down to me being a bit rubbish, I'll blame <laughs> it. I'll
0: blame it on it being too cold. Yeah, use the weather uh, but Yeah, anyway. Anyway, Nick, welcome to the Piscatorial Podcast number one. So uh, very special. There we go. It's make or break, mate. So we need to perform. There otherwise, you go. I'm otherwise the, it's the I'm only the... one
1: if i'm the first one that makes me special right
0: yeah yeah. or, or you were the first one to say you'll come on <laughs> that's
1: basically it isn't it yeah.
0: but, no, nobody
1: else stepped up is that no. what it is <laughs>
0: we've got a few people lined up we've got some good guests and stuff um, yeah. so oh, yeah good. So i'm Look hoping that you. people enjoy it that's what it's all about and oh well if I'm, done
1: rubbish, a... if I'm rubbish if i'm rubbish let's hope they're good
0: <laughs> yeah number two might be all right <laughs> yeah, that's it but have you ever done a podcast before
1: uh, I haven't. I've done. A, I've done a couple of these now, where I'm just chatting to someone, and they've put it on YouTube or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird. Hopefully, I've got something interesting to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a podcast lover. Um, I'd much rather listen to a podcast in the car than than music. And I yeah. think I try and put it onto other people as well because I enjoy it. Sometimes even when. You know i'm out for a walk or you know, even sometimes in the bivvy especially on the way to fishing if i'm listening to a fishing podcast on the way it just gives me like a little bit of buzz do you know i used to listen to yeah. early in the morning the radio on talk sport and um, uh, they used to have a fishing section early in the morning when i'm traveling and there's yeah. no one else on the road and you know it's a bit like that now really but you can sort of do them yourself and have whoever you want on and yeah and i, I can... say to people if you want to listen to a podcast you don't have to watch us i'm i'm going to give them the option to yeah. watch as well yeah, yeah. but but just Crack it on when you're cooking. Yeah, you know I mean,
1: gen- generally speaking, I don't tend to watch them. Like when I think when Corder do, they sometimes do, but most of the time I just rather listen to them. It's one of the things. Like you say, I mean, I know us blokes are terrible at multitasking, anyway, But it does. It's one of those things where you can listen to the podcast and crack on with something else.
0: Certainly, yeah. That's exactly- whether it's out
1: well, whether it's out on the bank or in the garden or driving the car or or going for a little jog or whatever it is, you know, yeah. you can. Do and it and, and listen
0: I, to I often, you know, some of them are quite long, and I don't listen to them all at once. You can pause it and then come back to it. Your phone remembers where you was, and yeah, you know, you think, oh, actually, I've got half an hour of that podcast, and. Do you know, dinner's going to take 25 minutes. I'll stick that on. So that's yeah. the point. And hopefully I just agree. a bit of a bit of background noise with a bit of a story and a bit of a laugh along the way. So hopefully yeah. um, we, can ach- we can achieve that. But I'm not going to, I don't want it to be an interview. Do you know, it's just going to be us chatting yeah, yeah. really, man. And, and you know, I've watched some of the, like you said, you've done a few little videos in the past. So I've, I've sort of, heard your backstory to be honest and you know there's only so many times you can repeat the same the same sort of thing but um yeah, yeah. And, and I want to try and keep it relevant to the time that this is coming out so we're getting into spring now and we're looking yeah. at the spring species and yeah and so you've been preparing a little while haven't you
1: been what preparing what for spring yeah yeah I always I, I always try and sort of be prepared and sort of second guess of what's coming next so how have I prepared got some new rods which i'm looking forward to you know the trilogies i don't know if you've used those
0: no not myself but yeah they, they come
1: impressive. highly recommended so they sort of like they're a rod that have got three different tips so what i quite liked about that is that one particular lake i can start on the 1.5 tip but as the weed comes up i can sort of move up through the grades up to the one one seven five and then upwards if i need to you know yeah so so I've got, got some rods, freshly spooled reels, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And a few odds and ends and bits and bobs. Uh, other than that, yeah, just just bait prep. You know, yeah. just making sure that I've got what I need. Um, I think whether it goes to plan or not, I don't know. But quite often I'll use naturals early season. I don't know if you do, but I'll be on the sort of like maggots or worms and stuff like that after the tench. So I'll be after the tench, but it would be maggots and worms. Early season, and then as the nuisance fish become a bit of a pain, then I'll, I'll tend to be moving towards, yeah, like like pellets and uh, and corn and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I don't know, don't know about you.
0: I'm very similar. Sometimes I even do that in a session as well. Sometimes I'll start on the worms on a session, and then yeah. find that I can nick a early couple of tench when you find in the bubblers, and then have to move on to a pellet or even, you know, scale down carp tactics of a small boilie or something like that. Especially yeah. in the lakes I fish if. They're full of carp and the tenure a nuisance. So mm. I'll go and catch your nuisance fish all day.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I mean, I did that on a, a weedy lake last year where I was quite happy catching all the fish in between. I was float fishing worms. I don't know if you saw the video, but yeah. I, I, I just really enjoyed catching little roach about this big and only perch that were about that big and some little carp. I think yeah. they were only little F1s or something like that, but I was having a... Having a whale of a time, quite, a, quite, quite happy doing that. And then that, every now and then a come along, you know.
0: That was a mega weedy lake as well, if I remember rightly.
1: Yeah, really, really weedy. Yeah, it, it was like holes in the weed, you know, which kind of meant, you know, fishing like 10 pound line right through when you float fish, which isn't really the one. But, you know, it was, it was working-ish. Kind of. Yeah. Picked up some nice tench.
0: But it put, the weed puts people off as well, which I like. I, sp- I liked it when it was carp fishing, you know, oh, it's so weedy. You can't fish it. It's like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. You don't fish it. That's fine. Yeah, I'll sort my own way. And uh, yeah,
1: I think as long as you got, as long as you've got your tackle, get the tackle right. I think had conversations with people in terms of things like rods and line and you know, things like what breaking strain line do you use for tench, for example. And I always think it's a bit of a nonsense question because like say it's more to do with the environment that you're fishing in do you know what i mean is it yeah. weedy is it not are there snags are there not you've probably let <coughs> i know i have i've landed very big carp on small works and small line Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. When, yeah.
1: when it when when the lake's not got much weed it hasn't got any pads it hasn't got any snags you could yeah. let them just yeah. you know set your clutch properly and they'll just tire themselves out eventually won't they
0: so, yeah as long as you don't run out of line on the spool you're laughing really
1: so yeah so i guess my point is that you've always just got to think like in that situation you know i've got stepped up to sort of size six hooks and ten pound line i think when i'm float fishing for tench, which sounds barbaric but <laughs> there's
0: no you, point in hooking them if you ain't getting them in the net is there yeah
1: well it, i mean you saw what the weed was like it was like you know like holes in the ice wasn't it mm. it's like you've you you can not give them an inch
0: no, no proper weed bugs for. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I've known of you for a little while, Nick. Like through yeah. there was there was a f- Facebook page that we was both a member of. Quite a small close knit community relating yeah. to a local river and and perch yeah. that were yeah, within yeah. it. And I think before we'd even spoken, I'd read your blogs and things you'd done, the written blogs and bits and pieces, and tried to find out where you were fishing. And uh, most and people then, do. <laughs> and then since obviously. We've been fishing once together, and uh, yeah. was it once or twice? I can't remember. now. Once,
1: not enough. Yeah, it was a good laugh.
0: It was a good laugh. We, we absolutely,
1: <laughs> we absolutely bagged up on jack pike.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't stop catching. You were, them. you were
1: particularly good at catching them. <laughs> as I
0: yeah, every time it was like, is this a perch? Is this a perch? And no, it's a jack. Is it bollocks? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: it's another four pound pike.
0: But yeah, we we do need to catch up again and do some some sessions. Definitely,
1: definitely, mate. Um, absolutely,
0: because. You know, we're we're fairly local to each other now, and you know, we do the same sort of thing. So it's good to go with a like-minded person and have have a bit of a laugh. Where you go, I I don't know about you, but from watching your videos and that, you do a lot of fishing on your own.
1: Yeah, a fair amount, and I think I think that's because I don't tend to plan my sessions much. I, I sort of I do a lot of short, frequent sessions. That's that's what I'm like, and you know, when I was I saw sort of you saying a question about this, like how many times do I go fishing in a week or whatever? And I'll go fishing probably, you know, (laughs) quite a lot, maybe three times a week, sometimes more. But for me, it's almost like going to the gym. I'm not even joking. You know, early morning is my favourite time to go. It's even better in the summer because it means I can get up at half four (laughs) And you know, I can get four or five hours fishing in before breakfast. Uh, it's a yeah. bit more tricky in winter, obviously, because don't get light till eight. But but yeah, so yeah, I you know, I will. I'll fish two or three times a week, maybe three times, but only a few hours each time. You know, so is that a lot? I don't know. If you added up the the number of rod hours, it's probably only about the same as one. Bloke that goes all day once a week at the weekend. Yeah, do, and
0: that's that's pretty much what I do. Um, but I'm <laughs> um, I'm sort of. But I don't
1: go. With, but I don't go with people because they're quite often they fit around my life, mm. and I don't know. Especially because I'm running a company, I don't really know even how my day, uh, my week, or even my days going to unfold. Sometimes, yeah. Um, and I just, it's like when people say about weather conditions or moon phases and all that stuff. I, no, I, I go when I can go. If I've, got yeah. a gap, if I've got a gap, if I've got an opportunity, I'm out the door. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't plan to go with people because I don't even know when I'm going to do it half the yeah. time.
0: I mean, I'm a few years behind you in the whole family life. We're only just yeah. getting at the nappy stage. So obviously you can probably rewind your mind back to then and, you know, it's yeah, another little tough. hurdle. Yeah. Whereas you're, is coming out, you're coming to the end of this cycle now I... yeah um,
1: I've got Joss who's 15 coming up for 15 and I've got Mia who's 18 off to university so I could certainly get a lot more freedom than I did when I was in your position
2: yeah but... it gets
1: better yeah
0: but it, I've got it all to look forward to hopefully
1: <laughs> it's it's when you and your missus can go out to the pub again you, you know without I remember when Mia started to be sort of 14 or 15 and could look after Joss and we were able to go back to the pub again that was brilliant
0: yeah yeah, you get a bit of freedom yeah, back again.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It'll <laughs> it'll come. How old? Are, how old are yours?
0: Uh, five and four. So they're there okay. like, yeah, very close together, fighting like cat and dog. Two boys. Um, they're going to cost me a, oh a fishing tackle if they want to go. I'm not going to force them, but I think they will because they're already going on about it now. So what
1: are they like? They fight a lot.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they'll be really, really loving parts kiss and cuddle each other, tell each other they love him. And then the next minute they're punching each other in the head and just, they grass on each other all the time. Yeah. Daddy's done this, daddy's done this. earlier. Because my
1: my brother was a, a year older than me and we were like that without the loving part. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> absolutely club each other to death. He could never have left us alone for prolonged periods of time. Uh, no, it's,
0: it, it, it's, you know, I wouldn't change anything, but certainly yeah. challenging. But I think when I look back, when one was a newborn and one was only just one, that was tough, yeah. tough times. And, and when I compare it to now, it's, you know, you can tell them something and they do it, you know, well, sometimes, but they certainly believe it. You know, when the ice cream man's run out of ice cream, they they they, they believe yeah. it. Yeah,
1: it, yeah. Definitely, it definitely gets easier and easier. And then, yeah, and now I do get a reasonable amount of freedom. Um, but then, you know, I've got a business to run and you've got to try and spend, you know, I, to be honest, I don't fish weekends much,
2: yeah,
1: uh, which is quite unusual. But works really well for me. Yeah. Um, I tend to do either things with the family or, or do stuff around here. I might go a, a little bit of the way. I'll go at the weekend now a bit more as we go into summer, a little bit.
2: Yeah. But
1: generally speaking, I try and get these short sessions in during the week. And yeah. I think it that used to put you at an advantage, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not over the last year or so with furloughing and no. all the rest of But I used to do, yeah, overnighters on a Tuesday or Wednesday, these really bizarre nights, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, I used to call it, oh, I call them Boris Johnson sponsored anglers. Yeah. You get a lot of yeah. time on the bank now. Um, but, yeah, fair play. I, I think if I was in that position, then I would be doing exactly the same if I could. But, like, going yeah. back so
1: to So it's like, it's like the, the weather's, if it was a bit warmer now, I'd have waited until the bank holiday was done and I'd have probably, I'd have probably been out night fishing tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not going to because I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit of a girl's playhouse now. I'm getting older. <laughs> it looks a bit cold.
0: I mean, you said about sort of doing the family stuff and that, and you know, it's very easy to get carried away with fishing, and you got to keep that balance so. right. I think so many 100%. people have have lost relationships and things because of fishing, or, or yeah. sometimes from stories I've read and that they've lost relationships over one fish. Do you know, some of these carb anglers, mm. one, one pursuit for one fish. And so. And I'm very fortunate. I've got a very understanding missus. But yeah, I on, on the same hand, it's very easy to take the piss sometimes. Do you know, and sometimes I think I'm so. I matured, think so. I've took t- t- the piss a little bit there, do you know, <laughs> stayed on for that extra night or got 100%. back three hours late.
1: I think, I don't know what you're like, but I've got quite an obsessive personality. It's whatever mm. I do, I tend to sort of just chuck myself into it you know a lot yeah. and whether it's um you know camping or fishing or drinking or, <laughs> or whatever I tend to just go 10 to the dozen you know yeah. I've got I've just got that type of personality yeah, so um, I do I'm constantly having to try and keep myself in check a bit
0: yeah it can be difficult yeah. you know all, all you know, I'm, I whatever I'm into at that time Whether it's fishing or where fishing's always been there, I've had other hobbies that I've I've dropped, but you know, I just bore everyone to tears about it, It including my missus. You know, she's just like, "Can you stop just talking about fishing the whole time?" And I'm like, "Just this one last thing." Like this happened, and I'm doing this, and
1: and and, you know, when you're talking about sort of blogs and podcasts and YouTube, I'll disappear down a hole with this stuff if you you know, yeah. That latest yeah. thing with me, it's like bike packing or, or, or even my work, my business. You know, I went crazy. You know, I remember my first office, I ended up putting a sofa bed in there because <laughs> I just didn't leave. I just, yeah. just ended up sleeping at the office. You know, I just I was working so late each night, I just didn't bother coming home in the end. I just slept <laughs> I
2: mean, that's I, you crazy. know, I
1: had a I had a, I had a, I wasn't married to my wife then, but but um. But certainly, yeah, you know, I was certainly neglecting some things that I shouldn't have been neglecting, you know. I mean, it's uh, just the thing so, with
0: the internet now is that you've got access to so much information. Do you know, obviously, I'm yeah, I'm 31, so I'm a little bit younger than you. And when yeah. I first started fishing, I had no no friends or family that fished, I just wanted to do it. And I, I said yeah. to my dad, Look, I want to go, fi- I want to go fishing, dad. I was about 10. He's like, Oh, son, he grew up on the coast, said, son. I've been fishing once. There was like 20 of us that all went night fishing. This was sea fishing. He goes, and all you do is you cast out. There was 20 of us fished all night. One person had a tiny little whiting. He goes, I spent half a night picking out birds nests out of a reel. He goes, it's, it's rubbish, son. You don't want to do it. And I was like, I do. And I want to do it even more now. You don't, you're saying don't, you know. So
1: it's quite curious when you speak to people that didn't have anyone in their family that did it like at all. And I mean, I'm almost like that, you know, yeah. certainly. No one in my direct family. My grandad did a bit, quite a lot of sea fishing. He yeah. was really quite into it, but I never went fishing with him as such, and no one in my direct family fished either. No. So it's strange, isn't it, how
0: how you get so into it you know not you just, just connect uh, with it so much yeah it's, it's, and not just a, a little thing that you did one summer and sometimes no. you create the rods out. it's a it's a devotion it's like a life choice
1: it's i do think it is it is like when i talk about you know going a few times each week and and fitting it around my other things I it's totally a lifestyle thing it yeah. controls if i'm not doing it i'm thinking about it
2: it's yeah.
1: it's yeah, I don't know how how my wife puts up with me. to be honest,
2: but
1: she, she, I had, I had, Half the yeah. time I'm off somewhere else. Yeah, which, you know I get a bollocking every now and then. But you know.
0: uh, the worst you go anywhere, anywhere with a bit of water. You go, I'll go to I went to Drayton Manor, and we're mm. going from like the the rides to the zoo, and then go over a big bridge. You, you're not gonna not look over the bridge, are you? Yeah, you and always gotta have a look. I'm leaning you? over this bridge, going through the kids' snacks to see if I could find any like just yeah. took a throw and there was this big chub sitting and I was like, babe, look at these chubs. He's like, yeah. they just look like grey fish. I was like, yeah, but look. And mate. whilst you're
1: doing it, your two boys are wandering off with a stranger <laughs> yeah. somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dad, I want to go and see that over there. It's
1: like, no, oh, look yeah. at this chub. <laughs> yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's weird the way we're programmed. And I think people that don't fish, they think we're so odd. Mm. And, and, and they might not be wrong. I don't
0: yeah. know. <laughs> uh, I love mean, it when I'm when I'm out in a winter freezing yeah. cold, sitting on a river, and a dog walker or a jogger comes past and goes, "You're mad, you are!" And I always say to him, "Well, you're out as well." Like, <laughs> what yeah, you yeah. What, what makes you so sane?
1: It's when it's when they say, you know, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's the standard stuff, isn't it? It's just like, are you are you going to eat it? Yeah,
2: I'm going to clean you. Gonna,
1: it. That 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 conversation, and you go, "Well, no, I'm going to put it back." Yeah. And they're so confused by that, uh yeah. you know. But so, and I suppose it does seem a bit weird when you say it out loud. Yeah, I don't yeah.
0: know. I think if you sat down with someone, I mean, a lot of people who say they don't like fishing, I'd love to take fishing and just say, look, this is fishing. Do you know, there's so many different disciplines within it. There's so many different species you can catch. Do you know, some people like to just go and catch as many fish as they can. Some people just like mm. to be out and don't care if they catch. I, I like to say that I don't care if I don't catch, but we all want to catch. You know, yeah, otherwise yeah. You go and sit in a field. With a otherwise
1: boat. you're camping. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs>
0: that's, but there's yeah. so many different things you can do. You can do specialist stuff, which I've sort of found myself getting into. I think you'd probably say the same. You try and yeah. target species, but big versions of them species, you know, that, that's yeah. the best way to put it, you know. Yeah. And and for me, it's always, I've got a few friends and people I used to fish with where everything was so competitive. But for me, it never was, you know, I used to say no. to him, it's, it's a personal best. The first, the clues in the first word, personal, yeah. you know, it's my best, you know, and if yours is yeah. better then I'm so proud and I'm so pleased for you. But, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, the only person I ever fish against is myself, you know, and yeah. uh, I, I, sometimes I beat myself up about it, but, you know, it's what it is, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a shame when, it, I think people, they can ruin their fishing for themselves, if they compare themselves too much to other people do you know what I mean yeah um you know sometimes on the videos I get comments from people that that get quite down about you know them blanking and this that and the other and and maybe not catching um what they would want to you know in comparison to maybe you are or other people are or, or whatever and I just think that's a bit of a it's just a bit of a shame. I think you've got to make sure that you you learn to enjoy the process. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's that, not. It's social not, it's media, not, though, isn't
0: it? Do you know, yeah. it's the same with all these influencer women. You can't say you've never seen them because everyone's seen them. You know, and yeah, stunning yeah. on every single photo, but you know for a fact mm. if you if you see them Sunday morning without all the clap on and, and that, you know they look completely yeah. different. And, and I think it's just social media and the portrayal of this perfect angler and someone who goes out and catches all the time, they, they have the same down days as us.
1: I, I think, I think what's where I sometimes feel a little bit bad is that what, what, they, what they don't probably appreciate is, you know, you're, you're condensing hours and hours and days and hours of fishing down into sometimes 10 minutes. Mm. And I think sometimes when you watch that 10 minutes, it, it looks so easy. Yeah. Um, but it's like we've spoken about before, you know. With the perch, you you're pulling your hair out sometimes, aren't you? So yes,
0: especially when you're doing two thousand casts for maybe one bite. What do you, yeah. do? Do, you know, do? especially I if you, you
1: know, 2000? especially if, especially if you're stupid enough to fish the river Lee, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you it's you blank, you blank, you blank, you blank, you catch eventually, you know. But, you know, you know. Let me assure everyone that that is usually the case. You know, it's not yeah. like we just turn up and we haul you know No, it's, and it's
0: not just you saying that because you don't want people fishing the lee either it's busy enough anyway do you know and, and oh no to, no
1: so. I mean the, the lee's a great river I love the lee yeah uh, but I described the lee, lee to someone the other day as a heartbreaker dream maker yep yeah. because that for me sums up the lee because it's a heartbreaker because it's it's patchy at best You know, Hmm. certainly, yeah, the the, the upper stretches can be quite prolific, can't it? But generally speaking, um, it's quite patchy, you know, and and it's a bit of a heartbreaker. You know, there's a fair amount of effort for very few fish. I think they stopped matches on the lee years ago because no one ever bloody caught anything.
0: Yeah, Uh, do not surprise me at all. But
1: then it's a dream maker because it just throws up absolute units, mm
0: -hmm.
1: randomly, you know, like really big fish, not... Like um, King's Weir. You see that oh, recently? 19-pound yeah. barb- Nine, barbel. Mm-hmm. That's insane.
0: Yeah, even on the Trent standards, which is just seeing 500,000 kilos of boilie every day, you know, Yeah. and yeah. So just getting fat, you know. But even on the Trent yeah. standard, that's a huge fish.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and the Lee will do, you know, 19-pound yeah, But bar- I mean, that's not normal, but it will do 17-pound barbel every year, you know. Yeah. It will do 8-pound tub every year.
0: It had the chub record, it, did it not? At some point, yeah, it
1: did a nine. It's done nines, I think. Mm. Yeah, but but every year it do eight. You know, it's in it, and and you know, you know what we, you know, the perch, you know, they regularly go four. I think Daryl had four ten this
0: year, was it? Four? Yeah. Am yeah, I so. right in saying there was a the, the perch record was beaten in in the summer? I think.
1: Yeah.
0: And am I right in saying that that was from the Lee? I heard it's from the um, Lee Valley.
1: It's from the Lee Valley. I heard that it's a little pond off the Lee, mm. but yeah, don't want to say exactly where it
2: is. No, no,
1: no. I'll probably be wrong, uh, yeah. and it's not—it's not that accessible to everyone. If it's where I think it is,
2: yeah,
1: you need a ticket. But yeah, um, yeah it was one of those ones that were always going to be surrounded in controversy. That
0: yeah, that well, I'm sure ahead. that I'm sure that pond has probably flooded in the winter. And it might not be fenced, so yeah. That fish might be swimming around in the lee. Um it could be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's only a matter of time before, you know, it it does some really big fish, you know. Um I'm surprised that we haven't seen more fives, to be honest. You know, yeah. it seems like we're going in that direction. Um you know, there's 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 upper fours coming sometimes in or certainly, I've seen mid-fours being caught in September, October, you know, and you've got yeah. to think those fish at the right time of year, you know, up towards spawning, they could be knocking on the door. So yeah. in terms of perch, yeah, I mean, it's it's great for big perch. But again, going back to what we were talking about, you know, the, the pattern is blank, 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 absolute cheese. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's just... What it's a bit like as a river, really, you know.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, one of the reasons I went onto the canals for a little while this year was, yeah, because of the flooding got really bad on the Lee. But it was like I just want to go somewhere and catch some twos, you know. Yeah. I, want to, I want to go somewhere that's more prolific, you know. Well, I will. I'll get a few bites and dead da dead and da. da, da yeah. You know. And then if I want something bigger, I can come back to the Lee, you know.
0: I mean, you fish the Lee a lot more than me. But from my experience, it almost always seems like there's almost like a year category missing. There's the big fish and there's the wasps and there's not that many that are sort of that in-between size. I think
1: that worries me for the Lee full stop a bit. Because it does, you know, when we talk about the fact that it's quite patchy, but then when you do catch one, it's big. Mm. Well, that doesn't sound like a particularly good scenario to be in really for the next generation of fish coming through. Yeah. And I think you know some people recognise that, like um, like the guy at, the guy at Kingsway, sort of like trying to get barbel into the system. Yeah. Various people trying to do stuff about it. I think it's been recognised, but
2: yeah,
1: it does worry me a little bit. You know, these these big fish aren't going to live forever, and it doesn't look like there's a lot coming through.
0: No, no, so well, I was correct in in my thinking then. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like there is something missing. But so, Nick, before the podcast, and it's going to be hopefully a regular thing for all the podcasts, i ask yeah. you to bring bring some sort of memento or um, token yeah. that represents either a story or something.
1: And you it's dropped this on me just 10 minutes before we started, yeah, right? Yeah, but I've got rummage, something.
0: Rummage around <laughs> in the man to find something and make a story up. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, just, just find something random. I've got. I've actually got something that I'm really proud of. Actually, it's really quite cool. I don't. I might have to take my headset off so you can see this, but you might not be able to hear me. Look at this bloody thing. Look, what do you <laughs> make of that? That is my granddad's fishing rod.
0: That right? is.
1: Uh, that's like... just one part of it, right? I'm not even joking, right? Can you see that? That is the top eye.
0: Is a fifty mm butt ring. <laughs>
1: that that's the tip section. I mean, look how thick it is. Yeah. Made of one hundred percent bamboo.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, it just doesn't bend. It literally, literally is a broomstick. You cannot bend it. Yeah. So how this thing? I've got a bottom section as well. How this bloody thing was even usable? I honestly don't know. I mean, look at that's the bottom section. Look
0: <laughs> at <laughs> Oh, that is awesome, mate. You For could pole
1: th- You could pole vault on it.
0: <laughs> For those that aren't uh that are only listening and can't see it's uh, how, would,
1: how would you even describe that matt
0: it is a barge pole isn't it, <laughs> yeah, it Literally, <laughs> it is is. very cool as well
1: you could pole vault with it
0: did, did he make that himself then
1: no no i think he bought, he bought it <laughs> it was manufactured by oh, someone. really? yeah but i mean it's it's not looking great i've got about three of his rods actually that's the oldest one None of them are particularly usable, unfortunately. There's there's one that I've thought a couple of times, shall I take it somewhere and see if I can get new eyes whipped on it and restore the real seat and then go out and catch a fish on it? Because that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, that would, would be great. But I just don't think they're very usable, to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure it's fair on the fish. Uh,
0: no, you yeah. wouldn't be going out quiver tipping with it, I don't think
1: i could take it to that weedy tench lake couldn't <laughs> i we well, we'll dra- it we'll, the
0: uh, middle of this sea mate and go shark fishing
1: we'll we'll drag them out that those tench out of that weedy lake on that no problem <laughs> yeah oh that's, god that's really cool
0: mate well there you go
1: so that's my granddad's fishing god bless uh,
0: him awesome mate thanks thanks for sharing that's right uh, um have you ever been seafish i was saying about taking it shark fishing have you ever been sea fishing
1: I have actually got quite into it for about four or five years. I I I've got a little flat down in Pool which I rent now. I, but I didn't rent it when I first got it. Um, I used it. I was very lucky. Used it as a holiday home for about four or five years.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, at that time, I decided to buy a boat. So I went down to if anyone knows Pool or Pool Harbour, which is where where I was down that way. I went down to Cobb's Key, which is one of the main keys down there, and I just bought a hull of a boat, just a white hull that was <laughs> 15 foot long. It had nothing on it, absolutely nothing. It was on an old trailer that looked like it was falling apart, but it was just an open day boat, you know, no cuddy, no nothing. It was yeah. just a hull. And then I lovingly, for about six months or so, built it up, put a canopy on it, um, Bought, I think I bought the hull for about seven hundred quid. I spent quite a lot on an engine, about fifteen hundred quid on a decent engine that I stuck on the back because I didn't want to get stuck out at sea. <laughs> so I put a put a decent uh, fifteen horsepower engine on it, and uh, yeah, just and then I used to I had it on a pontoon in Cobb's Key, and I used to go out on it all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it was it whenever I was down there, I'd go out in the evening, you know, with the missus and the kids and whatnot. Very next day, I'd, I'd go out and it used to be quite magical, amazing, jump in my own boat and literally just cruise yeah. across Pool Harbour, lure fishing for bass. Yeah. Um, and loved it, absolutely loved it. And I'd like to go back to doing it again one day.
0: Did you used to catch a few bass, did you, or...?
1: I did used to catch a lot of bass here, yeah, but I didn't really ever catch a decent one. You know, it was my boat. It was like I say, it was only seven hundred quid for the whole and it wasn't really up to it. Really, it was all it. It was already a little bit sketchy. I don't know if you've seen the size of some of the boats that come in and out, oh, yeah. Harbour. But they're ferries. You know, they carry like hundreds of cars. Yeah. And there's me bombing in and out of them in this tiny little boat. It, it was pretty sketchy. Yeah. Um, I did used to catch some of the bigger bass, but they were always where the chain ferry crossed, so probably the most dangerous part of the harbour. Yeah. Um, and in the end, I decided it wasn't worth risking my life for and <laughs> came back into the harbour and, and was quite happy to catch lots of school bass. But, I, yeah. you know, lo- like I say, I'd love to one day um, maybe get a bigger boat and go out and hit those proper marks, you know, and get yeah, some yeah.
0: decent bass, yeah. That would be good. What about
1: about you? Have you done? Because you, how far are you from the coast in Essex? Like, um... Uh,
0: I'm well. I'm probably about forty five minutes from my nearest coast, but there's a lot around me. Um, The coasts aren't brilliant, um, but you know, there's often a lot of trips. I've done a few trips. I've done um, smooth round trips and bits and pieces like that. Just didn't have
1: a bit of coast what bit of coast is that because you've got so, so Molden, like, isn't it and you go past yeah, Maldon and
0: Molden's my closest but then it goes all the way down to Clacton, Harwich I'm not even that far from like Felixstone and things like that as well so I have got a lot on my doorstep but um, it's not always the best fishing but there is you know this there's some plans this year to there's certain areas which are sort of kept quite quiet where stingrays come and sometimes they're up to like 100 pounds and stuff not easy to catch oh, Not wow. many of them. but it's a breeding area for them when it gets warm so um what's ben, the rat
1: fishing like over there quite fancy that on lures i haven't really done i've caught a lot of rats but always on bait and i, yeah, I quite yeah. like to have a go see people i like mean you're going to get
0: much over sort of size of your hand i don't think sometimes under oh, really? bits and pieces like that um, and they're mm. fairly they've come around fairly recently i'd say um, and yeah. ben went down there and just fished like ragworm off the side, and he caught a few all oh, lovely colors and stuff, but not the kind that you're going to get um, sort of down in Cornwall, Devon. I've or... caught some
1: clonking gate rats on sort of ragworm and stuff like that, so they're there. But in turn, I was just using the wrong sort of lures for them and stuff. I was I was using yeah. sand, log, big sand eel type lures for the yeah. bass, really. You know, I'd love to go back down there. I'd love to go back down there now as a better lure angler than I was back then. Uh,
0: I went on a shark trip last summer in between the lockdowns from. Oh cool. Um,
1: oh yeah. see a picture of you with a decent, yeah. it was, a tope or a shark or
0: it a... was a blue shark. Uh, um, oh,
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. It's about I didn't weigh obviously, but it was about 70 pound I saying, but it was the only one caught that day, but it was, we went out from Brixham and I got down there early that day and had a little go for the lures around the coast. But, you know, just found snags and didn't actually connect with anything. It was it was really tough. And it's very overfished. Um, so
1: Brixham, that's Devon, is it? Yeah. Brixham, yeah. Devon, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So we went 25 miles out from there. Yeah. Uh, six of us, I think it was. And it was a case of drawing straws. I got very lucky and, and picked out the first straw. So I had the first yeah. bite. Um, but, you know, these these fish, it's just fishing. You know, even when you catch big carp and catfish in the UK in freshwater, you've got some element of control. When you're out there, you have no control. Do you know, you have no control of what it's the, depth the fish they use it, really. as well. I guess. Yeah. It's... And and you know, when, whilst we were out, there, I had I had the so so the rods went out. We we how'd you
1: fish got, for them?
0: Well, it's it's very scaled up pike stuff, really. Do you know, Is big it like, big train. balloon. Yeah, yeah. That well, we used um, like pipe insulation with a bit of tape around the top. Right. Um, you... And you just sort of stagger them at different depths. Whole mackerel on. Um, if we could catch a live bait, we did. But something yeah. I found out about the live bait is we were catching a few mackerel and things on, on feathers, but if you touch them with your bare hand, they die within about 10 minutes. So that's oh, why really? when sometimes you see them, they lift up like a six mackerel and they're whacking them off with a stick. I always used uh, to think that's oh, just a quick way to unhook them, but no, if you touch them with your bare hand, it's like a toxic frog to us, you know? Oh,
1: is it? Okay.
0: And I didn't believe it. I said, I was Yeah, 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 yeah. It was rubbish, is it? And he said, no, look, he put it because it had been picked up they were like oh that's no good now and they put it in a bucket and sure enough 10 minutes later it's belly up so um really? but so we we staggered out the rods at different sort of depths and things and we were slicking for miles um to try and draw the sharks in it absolutely stunk It was the worst smell in the world that and diesel mix it you know luckily yeah. i have got a strong stomach i was all right rob hall on the other hand was you know in a very bad way um like Light, lightweight Yeah, well, proper. yeah, he didn't (laughs) enjoy it, most of it, but, so, so, we saw loads of dolphins, and I saw a false killer whale out there as well, you know, it was beautiful out there, and then, anyway, we re-chucked the rods, and I said to Ellis, um, I swear something's just come up and hit that float. he was like, I could have, mate, could have. And then literally we were just putting the rods on the... Because you put the rods on the side of the boat and then you put a lanyard around them and lanyard it to the boat just Mm. in case. And you set the drag. We were using circle hooks, so I sort of knew how to use a circle hook just tighten into them, don't strike. Next minute the rods just get dragged along the the sort of bar and we was in, you know. So I I, I sort of reel into this fish with this shark and I'm like, yeah, fish on, you know. It's it's stripping off line. Um, And then you forget how quick they are, do you know, so it turned obviously and shot off the other way. So I went, oh, it's off. It's off. And this was like, it's not off, you idiot. I was like, it's off, mate. It's, it's gone. And, and, and then suddenly I caught up with it. It was, yeah, it's, yeah. is it still off? Is it mate? Is it still off? And I was like, no, but um, yeah, my arms were hanging off yeah. at the end, but I think that was mainly because um, it was the, the real handle was the wrong way round for me Um, because i was using my stronger hand to reel my weaker hand my arm to crank it you know so i ended up sort of cranking it with two hands reeling down cranking it with two hands and and obviously i eventually we landed it but then sort of soon after that we sort of started seeing the tuna so i don't know if you've seen you know it's quite well publicized now but the uh, tuna so we started chasing them around and have a look at them for a bit and uh i learned some amazing things i I really want to catch one obviously it's illegal to do so but they might let us but you know, they were telling me about how quick they can strip line off of these huge reels. Do you know, the the drag on them was set to two hundred and fifty pounds worth of pressure for one click off of the drag.
1: What, and it was <laughs> set like that for the sharks as well? Uh
0: Not for the quite for that hard for the shark. Oh, okay. but for the tuna. And just for the tuna. If yeah. you hooked one with that amount, you can't pull it off with your hand. If you if you hook one, it will melt that reel off there. They're <laughs> such sort <laughs> of
1: like big solid fish though, aren't they, tuna? Yeah, know? I mean it's like
0: they. They accelerate quicker than a Ferrari, mate. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I heard stories of where, because you can just lock them reels. Yeah. And he said, where I told you about the Lanyard being tied to the boat, he said that someone locked the reel and it hooked the tuna and it ripped the bolt out of the boat when the Lanyard like, went tight and just took the whole setup.
1: Really? In, yeah.
0: creatures, man. And the sea is just an insane place. I, I watched that documentary, Sea Spiracy. Have you seen it? No. It's on Netflix. It's only just come out. It's sort of shocking the world it's all about the sea and how overfished it is um not yeah. by us but by trawlers and it's like a criminal under underworld you know and yeah the discarded stuff in there and the bycatches it's, it's, it's the
1: bycatch thing isn't it it's outrageous mm. what gets yeah. chucked back
0: in the sea dead or cut up yeah or, and yeah. it's the turtles the dolphins yeah. and, and yeah. the little bit on the side of the can that says um you know, dolphin safe or whatever on your tuna. Ridiculous. They just hand them out to anyone. You know, there's no one... There's no one going to check that they are doing it safe. And some people who have gone and checked mysteriously fell off the boat, you know, and never got seen again. So... And and they also... They're open to bribes. Really? Uh, Yeah, so it's a load of rubbish. And, you know, there was some shocking stuff on there. Do you know, there's um there's a place, I can't remember what sea it's in, but they call it like the garbage patch or something. And it's a, obviously a place in the sea where it just collects and it's very, like yeah. just full of rubbish. And they said that in that area, there was so much discarded fishing line from like the long lines and nets and things. It, yeah, yeah. That line could go around the world 500 times. Yeah.
1: You've seen pictures of places like that where you can't believe as well how much plastic and stuff's there. You know, it's like yeah. metres and metres of it floating on top of the water, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's they said outrageous. that a lot of it breaks down, but it breaks down into microplastics, which are just as bad. You know, yeah. uh, they they were saying that the breakdown of carbon and things in the sea is so much, um, is so so much stronger than like the Amazon rainforest. It does like hmm. six times the amount. You know, so if we lose the sea, we lose everything really. And it was really hard hard hitting to be fair. Like yeah, it put it. Do you know, I was meant to have salmon the next day and they started talking about um, salmon farms. And right. you, know, you get that nice pink salmon that's like, you know, from your fish farms and things and reasonably resourced and all that. A lot of that pink is dyed into the meat. Do you know, it's a grey meat. Otherwise. Oh, is it? Some of them are covered no. in lice, half their head missing. They carry chlamydia, mate. Yeah, a carry chlamydia. is And the next night, I was like, "Should we? Should we just get a takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Safe option." Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's really
0: interesting, mate. Like, if you what's got the program called again? Cspiracy.
1: Cspiracy. Okay, I would have called out. it. Sounds good.
0: I would have called it conspiracy. If it was uh, me. there you go. But, yeah, it's on Netflix.
1: All right, I'll check it's it
0: one out. I'll sure. but yeah. yeah, it's really, really interesting. Like a lot of these, you know, last year it was Tiger King or whatever his name was, and yeah, this year Sea Spirit Seaver.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: But yeah, no, re- really. You sound like you
1: want to, well, you do, you're quite up for doing more sea fishing then, are you? I think.
0: By the sound um, of things? Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit like you, mate. I'll catch anything. If someone said to me, Matt, I know a little ditch where there's huge sticklebacks, I'd be like, yeah. mate.
1: I've Sprat. always said that. I'll catch sprats in a muddy puddle. Is yeah. I yeah. <laughs> you uh, know, just when I used spring to go on
0: lads' holidays to Ibiza and uh, like Mallorca or Tenerife or whatever, we'd get in at like four in the morning, battered, and everyone would be like, oh, I'm going to sleep until like six o'clock in the afternoon and then start drinking again. I'd be like... I'll get up at like 12, go down the little shop, get some bread, get some like whatever I can find and a cheap little. I
1: always do the same on holiday. You you cobble anything together, don't you?
0: (laughs) But you catch it, you're like, I don't know if this is poisonous. It's going to put stab me, but yeah.
1: I've I've made nearly every holiday make little rods out of bits of bamboo or sticks (laughs) or something I can find, you know.
0: You're not getting your granddad's rod on hand luggage, mate. Uh, Yeah,
1: no, that's that can't. (laughs) Yeah, no, that doesn't belong anywhere, unfortunately. But, yeah, no, I'm exactly the same, exactly the same. Fish for anything.
0: Yeah, 100%. But So one of the things I want to talk to you about is I put a little feeler out on, on Instagram. Obviously, we're both on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and just to say, look, we're doing a podcast. Nick's coming on. Um, what sort of questions? You've got a lot of the same ones. Obviously, a lot of people uh, associate you with good perch captures, I think it's fair to say. And, and since then, you've caught some other brilliant fish as well but i think predominantly people sort of see you as a bit of a perch master but we've heard a lot about that so i sort of wanted some some different ones and one of the ones was around your recording obviously i noticed very early on that your standards of video are very good um so one of the questions i wanted to ask is firstly any sort of experience you've had in that or is it first taught and also what the the original question was was advice for and I suppose we can both sort of touch on this advice for people mm. who want to get into doing their own videos and, and YouTube and, and vlogging or, or whatever you want to call it, really.
2: Mm.
1: Um, I think I, I'm at a slight advantage because I run a media agency and I've done for 20 years. So that sort of puts me at a slight advantage when it comes to some of the technicalities, I guess. Um, I've always been quite creative, you know, because otherwise I wouldn't have gone into graphic design and media production and all of that. So a kind of... I'm a, 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 a fairly creative chap and went to, you know, um, got a degree in graphic design and media and all the rest of it. So, that, so obviously that helps uh, yeah. with some of it, but not, not that that's essential. Um, I think I think what, what I try and do inside in the videos is try and add value to people. So I always try and think of it from the viewer's perspective. And I think that makes a big difference. I think if you can try and think, you know, what is it that they're actually going to go away with? that's what I started to try anyway I think at, I think at first it was very vlog type stuff that was this is me and this is what I do and it's all about me sort of thing and then over time I think what I've 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 tried to do and I think what's maybe worked a little bit better for me possibly if you if you're just talking about view a you know, number of views and subscribers and the rest of it if you could try and make sure that you provide value, so, you know, what are they going to go away with? I think it's either got to educate or, or entertain or ideally a bit of both. Um I think if it's purely a video of you being too showy in terms of here's me with a fish, here's me with another fish, yeah. here's me with another fish, I think, I think that offers a limited amount of value. I, th- I think it... There's no doubt about it that there's a section of the audience, I think, that do just want to chill out and relax and watch the video and enjoy watching some fish. Yeah. But then I do think there's a certain um, section of the audience that that quite likes to feel like they've taken something away. You know, so that's why some of, some of the videos are done like, you know, um, perch fishing flooded rivers. You know, I'm, I'm thinking... Bef- even before I've started shooting or anything, what it is that my, the, people, you know, the viewers going to go away with. Yeah. F- flooding has become a real problem every year. Every year, the rivers are flooding. It's causing us all nightmares, so there's a problem to be solved. Do you see what I mean? And yeah. so I then go about trying to create a video that tackles that issue that I'm experiencing and others are. Yeah. i might only catch one fish in that video you know um but at least i've addressed the subject
0: do you see what yeah. i mean i mean i i've one of my better videos they're sort of mm. not quite to your standards but you know we, we just do it for a like i do it for a laugh you know like, yeah. like you do yeah. you know and, and if mm. people enjoy it and that's good and mm. um, but one of the better ones was um a perch fishing video i did on the dyson rig and yeah it's because I was looking to get more into the Dyson rig because I didn't really know anyone who fished it mm. and I couldn't find any up-to-date videos or anything that sort of explained it and mm. it's quite a difficult rig to explain but we did yeah. a video on it and, and it you know caught a few perch and mm. I did something a bit different where I sat there and had the camera over the back of me and, and drew out the rig on a bit of paper and said look this is how it works mm. you know because that's how my brain works you know. Show me mm. how it's done, and I'll be all right. You know, show me just an image of the rig, and I'm sitting there thinking, does that bit go there, or how long do I make that bit? And Yeah. Then, you know, so I think finding them niches, which are quite hard now, because everyone's everyone does. Videos. It's a lot of
1: content. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not really much at the moment on eels, and I love fishing for eels. Sort of marmite yeah. fishing. Other people will love or hate them, but uh, I'm going to do a video on eels this this um, this summer. But it's it's you know it's a nighttime thing, and you know some of the. um Some of the places we've been targeting don't always allow Mm. night fishing, so uh, it's a little bit of a tough one to get the video...
1: I I think with some of this as well, it's a little bit... You need to be a bit careful. I think, like I said, I did one of these with the occasional angler, and I think after after I'd done it, I came away feeling like I'd suggested that... You know, like I was teaching everyone how to fish, you know, like, and it, it makes the assumption that people... I don't know, I didn't want to sound like, you know, everyone was a bit clueless, you know, because yeah. certainly some people watching the videos would be better fishermen than, than, than I am, and and yeah. that's fine. Um, so you can't just, it's complicated, you know what I mean? You can't, ju- you can't yeah. just hang your hat on that everyone needs to learn a lesson and you're the guy to teach them sort of thing, you know. Yeah. I think that's quite a dangerous thing to suggest as well, you know. So... Uh- people of, buy
0: into you though don't they do you know and, yeah. and that's why you've done some videos about your pond and things like that and people buy into yeah, you and I that's why so. i think that these sort of things would be quite good because you're not going to just sit there in a video and talk about your granddad's fishing rod or you know or the, your, yeah. boat, your old boat you know i think it's good to get to know people get under the skin a little, bit, a little bit
1: i think that's why if you can like i say at the start they were quite vloggy and then they got maybe too educational like it was a lesson and now I'm hoping I'm reaching a point where they're a mixture of the both,
2: hmm. where
1: there's a bit bit about me, there's a bit of a story there. I think that's quite important when you create yeah. a video. Try and make sure that there's a bit of a story to it. I think that's why people quite like a campaign.
2: Yeah,
1: I quite like filming those ones as well, showing yeah. the ups and downs. You know, uh, and, and that goes back to me as well, saying. I don't. I don't want to be the bloke that just catches loads of fish. Do you know what I mean? I want to be the guy that says, "Yeah, it's it's hard. It can be hard. It can be difficult. I blanked. Yeah. I blanked. Um, I've lost a fish. I, I've blanked again. And you know what it's like. It's it's more of a." It's definitely more of a story if you go through the hardships and then you catch something. You know, not that yeah. I'm not that I'm manufacturing that in my videos at all.
0: I mean, I think one of the first campaign videos I ever watched was Carl and Alex on the Park Lake. I think, I think they're if good if
1: you that. can do that. The only problem with that is if you're trying to put videos out regularly, you know, like every, you know, I see some guys putting videos out every week. Yeah, um, I can't do that. I can't. It's not long enough to, to mm. create anything meaningful for me. I, I think I need to put together a bit of a campaign or I need to spend a certain amount of time in the edit. I need to... Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. And,
0: and that's, nothing to
1: do with, that's nothing to do with me trying to create a successful video. That's just for me to create something that I'm happy with, you know.
0: Yeah, I think some people will record every session and put it on there and get more views than me when I've, you know, spending very little time and very little editing and that's the the community that they've built between them, and, and that's their viewership, do you know, they, they yeah, and they I think, sit there and listen for hours, and, but I don't, if I did one, they wouldn't, you know, so I just go quality over quantity where I can.
1: Mm. And some of those ones where people are just recording a session, you know, like a day session, from start to finish, regardless of what happens, some of those do a lot better than mine, hands down anyway, so yeah. I don't know who's to say who's got it right, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm trying to create the type of videos that I want to create, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do do like the idea though of, you know, I sometimes feel the pressure of, of producing them more frequently than I'd like to, you know, say like at the moment, I've definitely got a spell at the moment where, yeah, I've caught I've caught some fish. I could slap them onto a video and launch it tomorrow, but I don't know. Um, I've not got anything that I feels meaningful enough to share at the moment. Yeah.
2: But it might
1: be a it might be a combination of the river closed. I've had that period where I feel a little bit lost. Yeah. Uh, we've then been hit with a bank holiday, where I don't particularly want to go out where it's really busy. It, obviously, that bank holiday that 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 landed when everyone's travel restrictions dropped yeah, as well. So sure I can't did. imagine what it was like. You know, I don't. I just didn't want to go fishing.
0: No.
1: And and then we've got this crazy up and down weather, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I could string together a video that's me catching a carp on an easy late or whatever, you know. I
2: don't
1: know. Yeah. Part of me, I'm I'm a bit torn, to be honest. Part of me feels like I I owe it to people to release stuff, and then another part of me feels like I owe it to people to to (laughs) not waste their time trying to put something together that's (laughs) of a better quality. I don't know.
0: My my favourite, I'm not going to go into list who I watch and who I don't watch, Mm. um, but my favourite kind of people on social media are the influencers, so not the people. And I like to think that myself, I do things that influence others to go and fish or go Mm. and target a species or do whatever. It's not about this is what I'm using, you must use this. It's very easy to fall into the trap of this is the best product in the world. It yeah. was sent to me for free, do you know, or whatever. Do you know, like, you mm. see it everywhere. Do you know, mm. uh, you you watch someone who's associated with a brand or whatever, and every single bit of kit is the best thing ever. Do you know, yeah. Um, so I so don't know if a...
1: I I don't know if I've always got that balance right of product placement in some of the videos. It's been quite heavy in some, so that's something that I'm constantly sort of struggling. But you with
0: you wouldn't say this is a good reel when actually you've had four new reel handles on it and the drag don't work though. No, do you I, know what I mean? No, I so, so no. You know, you need to build trust with people yeah, because agree, otherwise, yeah. you know, if you're watching, I don't know, for example, a Fox video, you mm. know, they'll catch mega fish and you know they'll put on a good production, yeah. but they'll bombard you with products and they're never going to say they're no good, mm. you know, or, or people who are sponsored by them, they're never going to mm. say the bait's no good at a certain place, you know. So yeah. I try and be, I, I wouldn't necessarily knock some a product. But I just wouldn't review it and, you know, I'll give them... If I think something's good and I say to you, this rod is good. You know, the the mm. all-rounder rods, I've literally had seven different PBs on them. They live up to the name. You know, they, I use them for everything. Everyone who I've shown the rod to and said, have a go on it, you know, mm. I've put them seriously through their paces and, you know, not just used it for 30 minutes and said it's brilliant and yeah. done a video on it. I've never done a video on that rod, but you watch my videos and it's like, using this rod again, guys, you know, and yeah. it's just never let me down and it's my favorite ever rod and you know i bought them a few years ago i bought a pair of them and because i thought they looked cool you know yeah. they're a pound and a quarter cool candle nice little green bits on them. i thought that's what i need i need some of them yeah. you know i can do so much and i've i've done um i've fished for zander on dead baits on them i've yeah. fished for carp on the surface free lined yeah. worms for chub you know they're just so versatile and, and that's you know i don't want to be that sort of person that says you must go and buy this you know I I think, and do, I think go what's on.
1: quite I think where we're quite lucky where I feel quite lucky is that you know the, the sponsor that, that that we're backed by I, they don't force their stuff onto us you know they quite get quite we get oh I, I feel like we get quite a lot of flexibility in what it is that we're fishing with you know and mm. and as a result you fish with the best stuff you can get your hands on you know yeah. um, whether that belongs to the sponsor or not. And that's yeah. quite a fortunate position to be in, really. You know, it, yeah. And it also adds credibility when you are talking about their products, like their rods or their, their real, you know, you're using it because it, you genuinely do think it's the best tool for the job. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also it's always relevant as well because you might be associated with a company and they bring out their flagship float rod that's 50 quid mm. and another company sell one for 200 quid. Mm. The 200 quid one's probably going to be better, but you got, yeah. you know, this is a £50 pound, This is what I say to people this is a £50 pound rod. Yeah, so yeah. You might say to me, oh, well, the Acolyte's much better than that. The Acolyte's £250. Pounds, yeah, so it's exactly. not in everyone's budget, you know.
1: Or you're talking about a certain reel and they're comparing it to a Stradic or something like that. And you're like, well, yeah. mate, come on, you know, yeah. wake up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, not as good as a Stradic. No. But it's also of, not, not, not got the same price tag.
0: <laughs> we sort of skirted around the whole initial question, but really I think we've covered quite a bit on, on the whole YouTube thing. Obviously, yeah. the other sort of difficulties that come up is sometimes about how precious you are with a spot. So I've noticed in a lot of your videos, you cut the, 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 uh, the scene quite short and have yeah. the camera down. I think
1: particularly on the river, you might have noticed. Yeah. Straight, I tell you what, I did a fly fishing one the other day, and how what, nice... Yeah how nice it was to be able to use wide shots yeah did you see like the sequence at the end with the sunset and but but you know i miss being able to do that
0: yeah because uh, I, I you can't you, you can we're catching as well at the same time i was thinking oh did you river know? that <laughs> yeah
1: i should have edited them out but do you know what i mean you can't do that on the river you're quite limited as to what you can do on the river um, We've spoken about how patchy it is and how, how mm-hmm. much ball ache and effort is involved in just finding these fish. I mean, you'd have to be a bloody idiot, wouldn't you, to walk all those miles and hours yeah. to then do these wide shots that some of these spots are quite urban and, you know, full of landmarks and it, you'd be mad, you know. Yeah. So And it does affect the final edit, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, you still manage to produce something that's watchable at the end of it, but certainly it's challenging to to make sure that you're sort of creating a nice video that's aesthetic and looks good whilst (laughs) protecting the spots you're fishing. You know, it's it's quite tough, but we're now moving on to the lakes. Um, I'm slightly less precious about those, some of them are quite busy, some of them, you know, are you know, day ticket or even you know. Big clubs yeah. and and I'm less precious about those and it's quite nice. Then as a, a, a someone that's trying to produce something, you know, it's nice to then have the flexibility to do wider shots and yeah. all the rest of
0: it.
2: You know, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm fishing a day ticket at the, at the moment. Obviously, I'm doing the carb stuff and it is slow. You know, I think within like two weeks there was four fish out. I was mm. fortunate enough to have two of those in two separate sessions, but. It's long periods of time without a fish. There's only sort of so much carp fishing B-roll you can do and chatting and things, you know? I've got a few yeah. subjects to talk about because I'm I'm loving it at the moment, mate, because I go down to the lake, I'm the most uncarpy carper ever. I've been that carpy carper. I've had all my rods all millimetres apart all level bobbins at the same height mm. all the reel handles and the reel handles I was tucking in my reel handles that weren't even the quick ones so I'd hook into a fish and have to tighten up the reel handle do you know I was that guy <laughs> um everything yeah. was custom you know yeah. um but now mate I go there I fish barbel rods I've got bait runners I've got my sticks at, like a pike fisherman mate they're all out everywhere. I'm like that
1: the older and, I get the further apart my rods get I don't know what's going uh, yeah. on
0: They'll be there. on
1: separate banks soon. They're like, they're it's like, got a run between them.
0: It makes perfect sense, though, doesn't it, really, to it face to where you're fishing, you know, instead of just having your rods... With yeah. the lines like this, you know, because you've got that bend in the rod, you've got better detection and they're mm. further apart. So when you're playing a fish in a margin and it suddenly bolts, you've got a bit more uh, leeway. But yeah. I, I love just having a photo saying, oh, yeah, I, I don't really fish for carp that much with a hat with a little perch fin on it. And, you know, all yeah. the carpers hated, you know.
1: So um, not carpy. Not
0: carpy. That's what the I'm opposite talking. of I think, carpy. Because uh, I've been thinking about doing a little carp video and I'm going to call it the Uncarpy carper. And I've got so many oh, You videos. should so many little funny things that i want to do you know because so many people were a sheep in that and fair enough you know one of the reasons why i didn't carp fish anymore was because of the toxic environment around a a lot of the carp lakes that i used to fish and right. i just got a bit sick of it and yeah. and you know now i pull away from it i see how much you know i'm using um super steel hooks grapplers mm. and they're one pound 99 a pack for mm. 10 and everyone else is using like five hooks cost him a tenner or something and it's like this sharpening sharp into a pin with magnifying like, glass yeah that'll do straight out on that.
1: the pack whack that on there we are
0: the thing is it's it's what i see a lot of and i've seen over the years a lot of is someone going i'm blanking i'm carp fishing and i'm blanking i've done 15 nights i not had a bite and then suddenly they go to the shop and go got this new esp hook link problem solved no just no. wait there <laughs> mate. um yeah for Me, 85 maybe even more percent of fishing is where is location. So that yeah. location might be location of the lake, but also location of where you're sticking your bait. You yeah. know, yeah, if you're not in them, if you've not got them two things, I could right, have got it more then you're stuffed. And then the rest of the percentage is made up of loads of little things. So obviously, you've got to be presenting that's quite a big chunk of it, yeah, yeah, the conditions and things like that. But then Having a sharp hook, having this, having that, they all take little 1%. So the more of them percents you can build up, the better. But the majority of it is that location. If you get that location right, then think, it do not really matter if you're using think, a shelf life or a freezer bait. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that was my problem with the bank holiday and the idea of getting out there and trying to slot in somewhere is just, I just can't. It just, like you say, it feels like, You know, 80% of it is location. It's getting on the fish, your watercraft, Mm -hmm. finding those fish and getting on them. And, of course, if you're just slotting in, that all goes out the window, doesn't it? I mean, it's this... And then you've got to ask if you're really sort of fishing. You know, you're just slotting in a spot. And I'm just... I think I'm done with the days where I'm camping in a spot knowing that the fish aren't in front of me and Mm -hmm. completely unable to move. You can't move, you know, you've... You've you've taken the last swim on the lake, sort of thing, and I'm fortunate in a way where I can just go. Well, I tell you what, I'll let I'll I'll let that bank holiday go, and I'll I'll go you know on Wednesday night or something obscure, you know, or 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 whatever. You know, I'd rather do a Wednesday night and get up for work the next day, you know, and be off early or whatever than than try and slot in. I really would. Yeah,
0: yeah, you don't want to be if i'm sitting in a swim fishing especially for carp because i find it hard now mate to sit there with the rods out i know, and because I, know I know that recasting isn't going to make things any better because yeah. i'm in a spot for a reason <laughs> Sometimes this time of year you don't see anything and you have to just go on your experience and put put in everything you know in places in your head right the wind's doing this The temperature's been like this there's been a fish out over there and you think right my educated guess is they'll be here and and you are Mm -hmm. right a lot of the time until you see something when you're ready to move so the other night I was down at the lake there's only nine swims on it and there was like five booked on everyone got in there the swims and um, I had had two fish out of this one swim but the conditions are completely changed and actually I didn't think I was going to go in that swim because they don't Mm -hmm. show very much someone was you can't fish until 12 it's 12 to 12 the fishing Mm. in the midday to midday and someone got down there at like seven in the morning camped in the car park so they could get in the swim where I'd had two fish Mm. um the rest of the people all scattered around in other swims and the first thing they did is put the bivvy up not not even rods out so i got there Mm. i had an idea of where i wanted to go i see one fish in the margin which is more than you usually see it's really clay colored water and, and you know um so i thought right this is where i want to be for now so the rods went out first thing didn't even put them on buzzers to start with, you know, just put them out in spots on singles. Yeah. See what happens. Sat on top of my bed chair, the was fully loaded. And mm. I did that for hours until I saw something else. Um, and then eventually moved. But people come around going, oh, you're not doing the night, mate. I said, yeah. Mm. Oh,
2: right. I see, I've,
1: to... I've done that. I do that for a fair amount. I've seen some really good carp anglers doing that as well. Really good. Top, top notch ones on the syndicate. You know, they'll, yeah. it's quite common. They'll, cast a couple of rods out either you know either singles or like with a little mesh bag or a couple of solid bags or whatever you will know, just cast them out like that bosh bosh and they're on the deck no alarms and sit and watch the water for 45 minutes yeah and and they're, they're you know fishing for liners or, or just fishing for whatever you know they're 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 not setting up their stall you know no
0: um, no
1: and that's the I'm ideal right. scenario to be in. But you could, you'd only do that, wouldn't you, if there are free swims? Yeah. I mean, if that's the only swim and you've decided you're going to fish, you may as well set up camp, right? And yeah. Yeah. kick back I and mean. try and enjoy. It should be said that I'm not knocking anyone that does want to just go along for a social. You know, they might have their mates with them and they they, they might, you know, and that's cool. You know, that's fine. You want to go and just have a social and have a few beers and talk shit for a bit. and. Yeah. and chuck the rods out and you know it's at that point you, it's not really, you know, it's not completely it's like about of, fish. It's like sitting like
0: in the pub but there's a fishing yeah, and Yeah, and, and,
1: and, and who's to say there's anything wrong with that, but I mean if we're, no. if we're talking about catching fish or wanting to catch a fish, then you know, of course that's not the ideal scenario to be in at all. Yeah, you're if making if it, you
0: want to be successful then you've, you know, you don't just turn up to these lakes and just reel them in.
1: No, you know? no, you're, you're um, making you, it very, very difficult for yourself if it's all about catching fish if you're just gonna go and slot in then Mm. you definitely are the fish is a bonus type thing yeah and and that's cool that's fine
0: this particular lake they don't show very often and i'd already had the other day i had a fish at about seven o'clock at night Mm. um 29 and a half common and
1: i saw it nice fish yeah lovely lovely
0: fish um and then throughout the night it just went dead and the the wind switched, and I got up first thing. I always get up first thing. I can't mm. sit there, do you know. Even if I get up first thing and then go to sleep in the afternoon or something, do you know, to catch up. Got up, and I only had it was about half ten, and mm. everything's still up, bivy and 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 I'm sitting there watching the water, do you know. The, I call it my widescreen TV. Do you know, mm. I don't just sit there watching TV in my in my bivy. That's my TV. The lake yeah. in front of me, yeah. and I see. They don't, like I say, they don't show I see three fish top, like, within about three minutes. And I thought, I've only, it would have been very easy for me to go, I've had a 29 and a half. I've mm. only got an hour left. And I've got to go home. I'll just stay here, you know. But nah, everything was packed down as quick as I could. All the anglers are looking. Like, what's he doing? Why is he in such a rush? Something must have happened at home. And I was like, no, nah, everything on the barrage, straight round to that swim and just plonked him out again, just mm-hmm. on the deck. But it didn't work at that time. Nah. Didn't have anything. But it was the right, it was definitely the right thing to do. And if it did work, I would have been... Cheshire, Cheshire cat grin on my face, like, yes, like, and, and it, you know, it does happen.
1: I think that so, what springs to mind there for me is I do worry whether I'm as patient as I could be now. I don't I think mm. other forms of fishing that I've done have stopped me being someone. Well, so when I'm talking about slotting in and trying to work a swim, and, you know, if if I'm forced in a swim, I'm almost match fishing, right? So now I've just got to work with what's in front of me and get a result that way. I think part of me is that I'm I'm becoming increasingly impatient, I think. I, I yeah. don't know. It's not that I want instant results, but I think other forms of fishing have affected things like carp fishing. Um So, like, you know, like you lure fishing or even when you go barbel or chub fishing, I tend to be very mobile. I do a lot of roving. I move around a lot. Um, so now in my carp fish, well not even now, even a lot of my carp fishing, I'm baiting up four or five spots and fishing them in rotation and moving about and looking for opportunities. And so you can see, you know, when I'm, when I'm trying to be, you can see how slotting in doesn't really work for, for an angler like that, That, that's now that I used to do it back in the day, you know, quite, quite happily sit on my ass in a swim that's got few fish in it and get pissed with a mate and whatever yeah. i don't know but i suppose as i get older i i those other types of fishing all my fishing it's very similar actually regardless of what i'm fishing for the method is so similar i, I catch perch how i catch barbel how i catch chub how i catch carp uh, I, i'm Most of the time I'm not a bait and weight angler. I'm setting little traps, I'm moving about, trying to find, quite often short sessions, it's got to happen quite quick. Um, So I would say that, I suppose, if I had a weakness in my fishing, it probably is patience. um, I seem to be losing it by the bucket load, the older that I get.
0: I mean, it's tough, especially sort of on a carp like where it might only do four bites in two weeks. Do you know there has to be something that makes you move do you know you, you you there is some element mm. to everyone's fishing of setting out your stall because you're there for a reason until something else makes you move yeah. i don't think there's any point of just going right i'm gonna do two hours of each swim like you would down the river for a pike yeah or whatever do you know so there's some element of baiting and waiting to everything but it's baiting and waiting with a agenda if you like do you know of yeah you, of, the reason i'm here is you know this this subconscious telling me that you know all the planets align and i think that this is where i need to be um Mm. and just by moving spot and putting the same rigs out you know it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get you know a fish Mm. Uh, otherwise you could just rotate around the swims every hour wouldn't you and just fish a different swim that was free every hour so it's tough i think i
1: think i'd quite like to be a a better bait and weight angler quite like you know it does look quite if you can (laughs) make it through that first 20 If you can make it through that biteless first 24 hours and then reap the rewards afterwards, my problem is getting through that first 24 hours or whatever it takes for them to get on the food. You know how they fish B1 and B2 and, you know, massive... And they look like having a great time once the runs start coming and the fish start coming. So I I quite like the idea of doing it at some point, but it's so alien to the way that I fish these days.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had an element of it in the winter because I decided wow. to challenge myself on a very, very large reservoir. Mm. Um I think it's over three hundred acres. Um so really moving, you know, you, you find a bait fish. This is what I was doing anyway. Mm. I found a bait fish and I thought, this is where I'm gonna fish because there's bait fish here. Do you know? And and by moving five swims up, it's a drop in the ocean, do you know? Mm. So people said to me, Why don't you move swim? if you're not having anything by midday, and it's like, actually, bait and weight probably you know your whole session needs to be your time do you know instead of like oh, maybe you might spend two hours yeah. in one swim on a small lake mm. that two hours is actually a whole session for me in one swim and actually this swim's not very really good so next week i'm going to fish and a few swims up or you know mm. you try and you put the pieces together but the pieces are a lot bigger on a so so a lot of my winter was spent you know on on all day, and sometimes getting two bites just as I was about to reel in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you lose them fish to like hook pulls and things like that, is you know, or, or you know, with pike, I never, I never like to leave it very long when I fish. I'd much r- rather lose a fish than deep hook one. Yeah, so definitely. I, I, I'm very guilty of striking too early because I've got that fear in my head. You know, I don't want one where I, can't, I look at its mouth and go, "Oh dear, I can't see any hooks."
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to be very, very careful, especially if you. I mean, we. I don't know. You don't really lure fish through the summer months do you or, or do no. you a bit see i've started I, I doing stuff. yeah i've started doing a little bit of yeah crankbait fishing for the chub and stuff like that um but but if it, it, and that's more sight fishing so i don't think it's but anyone that sort of just generally lure fishes through the warmer months i just think that's a recipe for disaster if you're not hitting the fish quick they're, they're yeah. ravenous you know like the pike yeah. they'll they'll swallow it yeah they will i
0: I'd much rather if I was going to go for some like summer perch. I'd much rather go with drop shot and some worms. And then you know, mm. I've got past the stage of caring about they don't count if they're not caught on a lure, which was you know a thing for a long time. You know, yeah, you I've, I've
1: never, them. I've always thought you know we've always had a bit of banter around that. Haven't yeah, we? Like people giving each other shit if they catch them on worms or whatever. Yeah. but I, I think it's all just in good just you know it's like if people want to catch them however they want to catch them then then great hats off to you i think one yeah. of the nice things about fishing with with worms in particular is that like everything eats worms doesn't it you know mm-hmm. and that's quite nice sometimes in a way you know you can chuck yeah. chuck some feeder rods out with worms and you know you might be targeting bream you might be targeting tench but you might get a amazing perch as a bycatch, and who's to knock yeah. that you know
0: yeah. I think that would be my one. If someone said to me, one bait, Matt, for the rest of your life, it would be worm.
1: I think probably, yeah. I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I'd tend to agree.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd be hard to. Worm or maggot? I think it'd be hard yeah. to. A yeah, worm, really.
1: worm with red maggots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you'll have a good time on those two baits alone, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I'd definitely yeah. catch anything, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, they're just a fantastic bait and always available if you, if you can go out and get them, you know, from you can get them for free. I think something right that
1: tops. something that I found quite interesting in with with the perch fishing, going off a little bit of a tangent here, but I've had it a couple a, a number of terms, and I, I was listening to a podcast the other day. You know, um, Adam Jones. Yeah. He was talking about this as well, and I can completely relate to it. Where I think definitely in the last couple of years, I've been guilty of assuming that perch had moved on from a spot when they hadn't. Mm-hmm. at all they've just got too smart for me okay. and I, I've definitely learned that and the reason that I know and this is this is where, where, why this dropped into my head is because I've seen people go into those swims and fish worms and suddenly catch the perch that I was trying to catch with lures uh, I've, okay. I've, I've seen it yeah uh, and so you know you've not been good enough do you see what I mean with the lures yep. you're just not being good enough and I think um I think that's quite an interesting thing. And I listened to a conversation the other day that they were having about this, where, um, you know, you've, you, you've got to switch it up more than you think when you're lure fishing for the perch, I think. You, you really have. Before you then... And again, it goes back to me saying, am I patient enough? You know, I'm like, I'll be in a spot, do, 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 I'll, I'll catch a few decent perch, and then I won't catch them, and I'll be like, all right, well, they've moved on, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go somewhere else. But I don't think that's always right. I think you know, um, I've I've done a few things this season. The one just gone where I've just modified things slightly, and started catching them again. Whereas yeah. the season before, I might not have made those modifications. I'll have just assume they're gone. You know, I think
0: like a lot of the fish you catch, the big ones as well, were. Mm. It, it's fair to say they're almost once a season fish. You know, they mm. don't come out a lot. You know, I think. No. When they sus when they get caught on a lure, it's very hard to go and catch them again on a lure, even yeah. if they're in the same spot. And also,
1: you you think you're the only one fishing that spot, but you might not be. You yeah, know, no. they're, they're probably seeing a lot more of these little rubber lures than you think.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: they wise up to them pretty quick. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I've certainly this season sort of been fishing like with Ned Briggs, and then then it's dried up, and then it, I've got no doubt in my mind if I'd have flogged that spot. With that lure, and no matter how many times I cast it out, I would not have caught another fish, even though they were there. And, yeah. you know, one might slip up eventually, but this year, a couple of times I, I switched to like drop shot and wacky worms, or, or, or maybe a little crankbait, and, and that would then produce another fish. But in, in previous seasons, as I say, the only reason that I was mentioning it was the work you said about worms. And yeah. yes, I've seen uh, yeah, guys. Come into the swim with with like in a worm, and these fish that I assume are gone—they've just suddenly caught two or three of them in a session, like in yeah. an hour. And you know, I've been absolutely caning it with these little rubber lures. You know,
0: I've got no doubt that when we went on that session, when mm. you had them perch, they and then we went down that. there and had a little pipe If if we put worms on, we we would have had some perch
1: possibly. Yeah, very possibly. Although it's I
0: think the stream like that.
1: I think. What was funny about that spot, if it was two things, really. Um, I don't see many people down there, but there is a few old boys that fish it. And when I was chatting to an old boy, at the time when I was catching those perch, he was um, trotting maggots. And and bloody hell, his float was dancing around with the minnows. I mean, he, he couldn't keep a... A, a maggot on the hook you know they've been yeah he was getting absolutely caned and you could see he was getting frustrated he was using bigger and bigger ups and treble maggot and he was still pulling in these minnows that's why the perch were there yeah there was there was tons of them sure enough I it dried up for me and I couldn't catch any more perch uh, exactly the same time when I went and chatted to the old boy it would stopped catching minnows. Oh, uh, okay. They'd gone. The reason the perch were there had now gone for whatever reason. Oh, uh, okay. And, and so I think that was it, you know. Um, it was just one of those. That's why there were loads of pike. I just think we got a little bit unlucky on that day maybe. You know, that's yeah. again, that's why the pike were there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean,
1: because that morning me and you went out. We had about five or six, didn't we? I think. Or it was loads yeah. of, We weren't there long, were we? And, no, not at all. And I think they were there for the minnows as well, because yeah. that I fished that I I went back there and I was fishing it every couple of weeks right the way until yeah. the end of the season, almost going and checking on it. You know, or I'll go and check on it. Yeah. I, and I, and in the end I wasn't catching perch or pike.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, the, the reason they were there was the bait fish. The bait fish had then moved off and i don't actually think they were there so you know you could have fished worms and maybe pick them up but i honestly i think in that scenario i think the reason they were there had had gone the minnows had gone and then the 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 predators had gone with them you know yeah if only we knew where the minnows had gone after that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know yeah have you um completely new subject but one of the things i wanted to talk to you was fishing bloopers have you had any uh Horrors on the bank, either injuries or funny things that have happened. I know I've had a few and
1: I haven't had any um I've had hooks through fingers quite a few times. Oh, yes. Yeah, quite badly. Like you know when it goes past the barb. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not good. Um uh, yeah. But th- no, that's about it. Um I once I've got quite a funny story. Well once got pissed with a really quite a famous carp fisherman. Do you remember um did you ever go to Farlow's back in the day
0: no I've not i'm that, talking no.
1: about 30 years ago it used to have a bar on the end of the point so you'd have it used to be all one big lake back then and they used to have a bar on the end of the point point. and i'm not joking i was probably about 18 at the time and you know what you like when you're 18 19 20 you know the fishing was very a secondary thing yeah. um, and we'd 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 set up our camp and then we'd drive around to the point and we would get absolutely wankered in the bar and that's what we did and um how we then made it back to our because we'd drive around there yeah. <laughs> get, get absolutely slaughtered get back in your car and drive back around to your swim this wasn't on the main roads obviously you're sort of off roads yeah. but how we didn't end up in the lake i haven't got a clue um <laughs> and we'd we'd get absolutely hammered and then one night i was in there getting really drunk with a mate called martin and, um into the into the bar drove richie mcdonald yeah um and we got absolutely paralytic when we were playing pool we were playing darts and all i remember was giving him a competition to see who could do the most press-ups uh, i can't remember <laughs> if i won or lost and i uh, then grabbed they used to sell like cider in four pint jugs like that takeout, yeah. and we'd always take one out. All I remember was grabbing one of those and going back, and then I can't remember anything else. But <laughs> so there you go. That's my claim to fame. Once uh, got cool. once got absolutely slaughtered with Richie McDonald in Farlow's
2: bar. <laughs> I
0: remember reading uh, Terry Hearn's book. Yeah. When it was and they, one of the lakes that he fished had a, a pub right near it or a bar right near it, and. They'd all go up there with their receivers and just put them on the thing and get pissed. And yeah, get honestly, it's just what it used week. to
1: go on up there. Really, yeah.
0: Is it, was that the same at this Farlow's one? Oh people yeah,
1: I'm sure people. Up. I'm sure people were leaving their rods out or tying them to trees or doing yeah. whatever. <laughs> we used to do it at Waveney Valley Lakes when I was around that age as well. There used yeah. to be used to be able to fish. Anyone that knows Waveney used to be able to fish G Lake. and used to be able to walk across a field and there was a pub just the other side of the field.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, the rods be out, go to a pub, whatever.
2: <laughs> People
1: used to sometimes lose someone on the way back in the field. They'd sleep there all night and whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just all a bit like that at the time. But Farlows was definitely like that. Yeah, I do remember. The point was the swim to get, not because it was particularly good at fishing, because you had the, pub, the, pub. You had the pub right behind you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had a shocker once, a uh, blooper for me. I uh, just got some brand new... Uh, carp rods. I think they were Harrison like rods. They were like just when I was starting to earn a bit of money. You know, you get to that stage in your life where you're earning a bit. You got a bit more expendable income. No kids. No like misses or serious misses anyway. Got some brand new long casts at the time. No, well, yeah, they were long casts. And I was like brand new setup. Gonna get down a carp lake. So I went down a carp lake. One of my mates come along and and he weren't um, an angler as such, but he loved angling. He'd love come night fishing with me or whatever just to get involved and he had a good fishing knowledge because he spoke to me and watched me so much but he just he was perfectly happy just to come along anyway i'm I'm casting um i'm in a little bay and you need to really punch it low and just sort of clip the branches to get to the back of the bay where the carp felt safe so, brand new rods, you know, you get used to your rods. And yeah. I was obviously used to my last ones, and I just clipped this branch and it's looped round. And I thought, oh, no, no, no. Like, this is before the days where you just get in a boat and never pull for a break, you know, like you do now. And I thought, i going to have to pull for a break. So, I'm winding it in. I've got brand new line on these reels and that. I'm about £16 pound and I'm tightening up. Do catapult I back at you. Yeah. This ain't snapping. So, I'm walking back with it, thinking, lead's going to come back and hit me. So, I'm walking <laughs> back. As I'm walking back, I. St- step into my bait bucket and it just so happens to be the same size as my foot. And I flick back and I let go because I'm falling backwards and it's such a tight line. It's like bow and arrowed my rod into the middle of the lake. And I'm like, (laughs) that's a brand new rod. That's a brand new reel. My mate's pissing himself. And I'm like, it's not funny. funny. So the lead
1: didn't come towards you. The rod went away.
0: Yeah. Into the middle of the lake. And that was, I was like, no. They're, they're brand new. I was like, right, reeling my other rod and I've got to cast over it and I'm casting over it, getting the line, but because it was on such a tight line just about to snap, it was so hard to get back. I thought I'm going to have to go swimming, but eventually I got it and, and snapped out of the tree and, and put it back out. But it ruined the whole session for me. I'd lost yeah. my head after that. And yeah. Yeah. That was, it was, must have been hilarious. My mate still like, cries about telling me a story now and he's like, you were so angry. I'd never seen you like that before. I'm I'm assuming, like, oh, I man. I'd spent all my money. I think like, for the rest of the month, I was going to be like scraping together money for food. Like <laughs> just cause I wanted these rods and reels and could finally oh, afford okay. them. But yeah, um, that was probably, I
1: remember, yeah. I remember once on, I was fishing pits, which was out of my league. I was, I don't know if you've heard it, probably ever heard of pits, but yeah, I, I, I was just, you know, it's probably my first proper sort of lake, you know, I've been fishing lots of guns. And of course I wanted, I, I remember being on the bank and and I, I, I didn't want to be exposed for being the noddy that I was, you know. I wanted to try and fit in. I wanted to be proper carpy and the rest of it. Yeah. And I remember um, in the middle of the... Well, not long into darkness, I was fishing the edges and they were quite shallow. I remember a swan picking up my bait <laughs> and it went absolutely ape shit up and down the middle of the lake. Creating all sorts of commotion, do you know what I mean? Smashing all my rods up, and it was a complete nightmare. And that was me trying to be super carpy. I remember (laughs) that. There's
0: no subtlety when you hook a... No, it was a nightmare.
1: It was just awful. It just made me cringe.
0: This year, I've I've had a cormorant that's picked up a bait off the bottom mackerel, Mm. managed to unhook that and put it back. Um, I've had a heron on the broads. Caught a heron, got that in, unhooked it, put yeah, it back, catch and release. Yeah. Yeah. And the other week I had a goose at six oh, wow. in the morning. You're bagging up. Yeah. So I text my mate and to so the goose, like there's a scream, my mate, and he's like, all you need is the is the um what was it the grebe and you've got the full set, mate. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
1: like you say you like fish for everything, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, fish for everything. Yeah. Birds, fish. Yeah, dogs.
1: Any, anything, dogs, cats, whatever comes so, yeah. along. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 bending a yeah. rod, isn't it, mate? That's
1: <laughs> right, fair play to it. Yeah.
0: But uh, right, one more one more question for you. Okay. Bankside cuisine. Oh. Um, you're a guy who looks after yourself. you know you're in it, better, it, much better shape than me and it keep would healthy that is way, it, wouldn't it? Is it healthy on the bank or is it? you know?
1: No, I'm atrocious. You'd expect yes. me to be maybe the type of person that pre-packages their food and is quite poncy with what they eat, but I'm terrible. Absolutely yeah. awful. Yeah, I'm like I'm like your dirty pot noodle man or whatever you know I'll, I'll grab I think it probably goes back to me with don't really plan stuff much you know I just I'll pick up whatever I can on the way there and I'm so focused with the fishing I've just, i don't know if you know I started going fishing with a guy called Dan he's the same yeah. he doesn't even eat or drink he's so focused with his fishing that yeah. and he's quite a big bloke and how he doesn't yeah. pass out I don't know but uh doesn't seem to eat or drink and I'm a little bit like that. I get a bit blinkered and I'm sort of into what I'm doing and I'm not really thinking about what I'm eating at all. I do it's something I need to get better at, that's for sure.
0: Oh, I am uh, similar. I sort of binge eat after a session. So like I'll do all day and then I'll get in the car and I'll I'll be like, I'm absolutely starving. Where's yeah. my lunch? You know, and, and I'll just eat everything I had planned for the day in, in one itch, you know, but sometimes i will have an apple on the way down to the lake or whatever, but yeah. your hands are usually all gammy anyway, you know? You know?
1: Yeah. I'm definitely not one of these people that um rocks up with a, a banquet and sort of, like, casts out the rod and then just chills out and eats lots of nice food and, and drinks loads of beer, uh, you know. Part of me is a little bit envious of that, but <laughs> it's just not what I tend to do. I just sort of just... Yeah. I'm there and I'm either just really into the fishing or I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm busy soaking it up and enjoying where I am, but I'm not, I don't know, I just don't really eat a huge amount while I'm there. And, and don't get me wrong, I love my food. I'm quite, yeah. I'm, I'm not really a foodie, but I, I'll, I'll put away food. Yeah, I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll eat a lot, uh, but I just don't tend to when I'm fishing. I eat just I enough to idea, keep me alive.
0: Right? I love the idea of getting a full-on stir fry and cooking it all up on the bank and, you know, mm. eating it and, and feeling good afterwards instead of ordering dominoes down to the lake or whatever, like, on a night. But it's just, you know, it want that extra bit of effort of thinking about something else, like, I'm going to cook this, I need all this stuff, I've got to try and keep it cool in the day, you know, and, and you know, it's just extra effort that diverts your attention away from fishing, you know. Yeah. I, can't, I can't sit there and concentrate on cooking something when there's a big expanse of water in front of me that might be, you know, giving me clues about how I can catch more
1: fish. It's a bit sad really, isn't it? I'm a bit like that as well. (laughs) I'm a bit like that as well. But, um, yeah, part of me thinks, you know, you're better off trying to chill out a bit more and just enjoy yourself and enjoy your food and your beer or whatnot. And then, then part of me is we had a catfish session,
0: me, Harry, Ellis, and my mate, Alex, um, we had a catfish session in the summer and, Nothing was happening in the day. We reeled the rods in in the day. Yeah. And just got pissed. Do you know? oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And
0: <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was funny as, you know, just telling old stories. Ellis has, I'd love to get Ellis on here because although he's not really up to date with the technology and I'm sure we could sort him out, but he has got stories about every single species that you can think of from every different corner of the world, you know, mm. and, and to sit there and just listen to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, thinking, yeah. He'd say something like, oh, yeah, we caught this fish. And it was like, I don't know. 300 pound skate and it was the uk record and i was like i'm gonna google this just to see if he's bullshitting me like no spot no. on every time yeah you know? and, and he's he's great angler mate and uh yeah we had a great laugh that day because yeah i've heard a lot of it. people
1: talk talk about Ellis, don't actually know i haven't spoken to him but i mean i've seen yeah the, 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 you know an exceptional angler without a doubt
0: Well, he's got his own boat now he's yeah. easy to me shark fishing so he's got his own boat now he's like i oh, okay. gonna do some shark fishing this year mate and so yeah, yeah looking forward to that but yeah. anyway mate i we think we're going about an hour and a half now so okay. i think that's a good time to end it because i've got to edit all this so yeah. um okay <laughs> it all right. take about five times as long well, but yeah i'm really happy with how it's gone mate good. And thank you very much for coming along
1: i hope it's been all right i hope you got out of it what you wanted to i did i enjoyed it yeah. so thanks yeah, thanks for inviting I, me if, on
0: if there was a t- if there was a a questionnaire at the end to say what did we speak about? I can't remember a lot. No, I cause...
1: don't know, mate. We've just <laughs> <laughs> you sent through <laughs> a set a set of questions that, that I don't know if we went. We, we touched on a couple of them, I think. But I think a that's of them, yeah. It's I the best thought... way, isn't it? Just yeah, to have a chat.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what I wanted. It you know, just relaxed yeah. and you know, the, the I did send through some questions. They were more of an aid memoir of stuff that if it goes a bit stale, we'll, we'll fall back onto. But yeah, yeah i think we probably could have spoke for another hour and a half easily mate mate. definitely but yeah we'll see how popular it is and you know there's always scope for you to come back mate
1: and cool yeah pleasure let's go fishing at some point soon
0: yeah yeah 100% mate let's make it happen (laughs) all right cool mate all right well yeah i'll speak to you soon nice
1: one mate